Welcome one, welcome all. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. You want to find us, uh, best way to do so. Um, I'll, I'll, Mercedes Lewis, obviously um, still back, you know. I mean, it's it kind of just seems to, uh, you know, continue to get the job done. Uh, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. So let's go back to that game last year, San Francisco, in which he ended up, uh, you know, coughing up the football and uh, talk a little bit about that real quick. Oh, man, I'm a competitor, bro. So it's it's something that um, I, I watched it once, uh, and I'll never watch it again. I watched it once. It was it was one of those where I'm turning, I'm turning out, and I'm looking to turn up field. Didn't see him coming from the inside. Great play by him. Um, definitely bothered me uh, just because it was a pivotal time. I felt like we had momentum. Um, but uh, but also, I'll, I'll lean on the work that I've always put in. And, you know, I've made so many more plays, and, and I've never taken a playoff. So, um, you know, something that, you know, for at least a month and a half I had nightmares about. But I... I I'm able to confront the truth and look in the mirror every day because I know that, like, I never leave anything out on the field. I always get what I got. And even after that, um, I'm still whooping ass in the run game. You know, so it's, you know, it's, it's something that's unfortunate, something that I didn't see coming, and it's part of the game. And, yeah. So at the age of 38, um, you know, how can a guy like, you know, Mercedes Lewis – continue to be effective and still play tight end, you know, or is it just because it's Green Bay, it's the system, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, but at 38, how can he still be playing tight end in the NFL? You know, not going to win. Like, I've never really, I've never had surgery, never had any major injuries, so I think that's part of the reason I've been able to do what I've been doing for so long and the way I play the tight end position. Um, I'm not necessarily... <laughs> dodging people like I'm, I'm putting people in the ground so I'm the one that's like enforcing that that pain kind of so I've been on the good side of things the uh, Mercedes Lewis is the tight end you know there's when at the age of 38 I mean you guys stay in shape and he talked about no knee injuries so how important is the stuff that he does in the offseason now as opposed to when he was younger well, I think it, it's hard work. I, I feel like when you work when you work your butt off, you put yourself in position to catch a little luck, right? Like I, I work hard, and then, you know, the luck is not getting injured or having surgeries. That sets you back, right? And it takes miles, put miles on your body that um, you don't necessarily need. And I've been able to kind of, you know, sidestep those. And, um, you know, I've been training mixed martial arts for about 11 years. And so that's like the basis for my training when I'm at home and then towards the end of May early June is when I'll you know get on the field start running routes hitting pads and doing all of that stuff um, but I give my body time to actually like recover from the season um, and not beat my knees up and all of that stuff so come July it's really just running right running uh, making sure I put the miles in my body so that I'm able to do what I have to do in camp and during the season then uh, Mercedes Lewis, with when you we talked about this without Tanyan, 
uh, who's rehabbing for the ACL. He talks about Tyler Davis, Josiah DeGora, Dominic Daphne, himself. Everybody's competing for snaps right now at that tight end position, and how's that playing out? Well, I just feel like they're eager, right? Like, it's easy to talk about, like, how they are now, but obviously things change when you put pads on. So my message to them all the time is about just get – don't think about competing against the guy next to you. You're competing against what you're capable of, right? You're being the best version of who you are every single day. And when you can do that, you can you can sleep at night. And and that's one thing that I've been able to do my entire career, and that's what I implore on them. It's just like, yo, obviously, like, it's all a competition. We all want to be great. But compete with what you're capable of. Because if you can get the best out of yourself every single day, like, you can hang your hat on that, knowing that, like, whatever happens, happens. I know that I gave my all, and, and, and I'll live with that. And so when we get the pads on, it's about carrying what what you did without pads with pads. When you get pads, it's totally different. You see some guys are one way without pads, and then some guys are another way with pads. Like, when we get the pads on and camp starts and all of that, then we can really talk about who's trying to take steps and all of that. It's easy to say when we're out there in, like, shorts and T-shirts. So, um, you know, football is a game of men that go out there and take what they want. And, you know, in the tight end room, that's what, that's what we're going to be about this year. Um, you know, a lot of what we do in this offense is tailored towards what we can get done at the tight end position, whether it's pass blocking, run blocking, being able to get out, catch the ball, all of that. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of uh, – a lot put on our shoulders this year with Devontae gone and having to spread the ball around and then running the ball a little more, uh, which I love. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so one day at a time. One day at a time. Uh, one day through 17 years at a time. And and he was asked, look, was it your goal? Did you ever think that you would last this long? 17 seasons in the NFL. Um, my goal when I got drafted was to play 10, right? I, I figured 10 was like, yo, that's a great career. Like, I figured I'd be tired, ready to end. And then once I got 10, I was like, it's like, damn, like I, like, I feel good. Like, I can still continue to do this. Got to 13, I'm like, and then once, once I got to like 13, 14, I was like, well, let me see, like, what, what the record is, right? So I think this year I'll tie the record. Um, it would be great to break it. And then, and then, like I, I would consider like okay, like I, I've done that. Like it's, it's out of like eighteen is kind of bizarre, especially at the tight end position. Um, but yeah, I didn't start thinking about it until later on in my career. So you've got guys that have played, you know, seventeen seasons. Um, you know, there's Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten. Does he remember their careers? And does he feel like next year could possibly be a, a record-breaking year? Um, I just remember Tony Gonzalez getting 17 first. I think he's with Atlanta. Um, and obviously, Tony's a good friend of mine. So that was something that I just followed close anyway. Then when he got to 17, I remember I was like, God, I was like, I don't know if I can get to 17. And the way we play tight end is totally different. Like, Tony was more pass catching. You know, I, I was more of like, did a lot of both. And now, like, I'm in my second prime as far as like, run blocking and stuff like that so that's I mean obviously I'm in the trenches with what I do so if I want to get you know 18 like I have to consider like yo I'm playing the game way different than how you know just pass catching and, and catching passes like I have to be 
my heart and my mind have to be aligned to be like, okay, yo, I want to go get this record. So go get the record. Get out there and do it. Uh, the fact that he played 12 seasons with the Jaguars, fantastic. But did he feel that, you know, how crazy is it? You go from Jacksonville where you kind of preserve well. You're playing 12 seasons. You're in the warmth, no problem. Then you come to Green Bay and you're still playing. In Green Bay, you're still doing it up in Green Bay. How, how crazy is it that he's still playing for the Packers after 12 seasons with the Jaguars? I talk about that all the time. Like, I, like, you know, obviously playing in Jacksonville for 12 years, I thought that I would finish there. Like, I thought that it would be like, okay, once I got to 12 and if I wanted to play longer, I felt like not just on the field but off the field, in the community, like I had held that organization in high regard throughout my entire career just true professional, you know, and like for it to happen the way it did, I was like, damn, like what? Just learn the business side of it in a way I didn't expect to learn it, but I did. And then I ended up coming here after contemplating retirement. And it feels like I got drafted here, right? Just open arms, not just from like my teammates and the front office, but like the fans, right? Like I feel like I'm just in another career. It's, it's kind of wild. Like I, like, I feel like this is the fifth year of my last, like my last year of my first deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, um, it's bizarre to think about, uh, but it's definitely been a blessing and it's something that um, I don't take for granted. And, uh, you know, every, every day I just try to live my life like, like I'm on a one-day contract. And which is not a bad way to go, really, when you think about it. Just, you know, that way you – can, if if in that indeed that's the mentality you have, you're giving it your all every day. I mean, you're not taking days off because you never know, especially at this age with 17 years into the NFL, you never know when the last day of your career is. So that's the way you kind of kind of got to play it. And, and, and as he had stated, you know, look, um, and I know some of you had just said, sounds like he would make a great coach. The question was put to him after tight end coach Justin Newton left. He ended up going to Denver. Should the Packers have just gone to Mercedes and said, hey, by the way, do you want to be the tight end coach? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely considered it uh, from time to time. But, um, you know, I've been playing the game of football since I was seven. Started playing football and basketball at 13. Played at UCLA football and basketball. I just feel like, you know, I, I'd have to take a little time off just, just to kind of assess, you know, where to go next. Whether it's like continue to be an entrepreneur and just an advisor, consultant type deal. Or if I really want to get into it and coach like I. I don't even know at this point, but um, I'm sure when that time comes, I'll get a sign to know if, if that's what I really want to do or, or not. So He'll figure it out. Sounds like he wants to be a coach, though. Sounds like he wants to be a coach. 877-867-1670. When you think about uh, whether or not Mercedes Lewis would make a good coach, I want to follow this up when we, would, when we get done here. He was also asked uh, how he would describe seeing Aaron Rodgers now back on the back. Cause I want to talk about that. Cause this is a guy with a lot of knowledge. Would you ever take a player fresh out of being a player and make him a coach almost immediately? Uh, but Aaron Rodgers back in the practice field and being back in minicamp. Oh, it's comfort. It's comfort. It's security. It's, uh, I mean, when you, you tell me when you got a first ballot hall of famer in the locker room, like it's like everything just gets bunked up a notch, right? Your antennas go up, your hair stands up. Um, it's just a different type of feeling, and, and, it's, and it's one of those that you actually have to be a player or a coach to know what it really feels like. Um, even even in my position, like, you know, I, it's my 17th year, but playing with somebody like that, I mean, it's never happened before. So 
um, you know, it's definitely a good feeling. And um, it's good to get back to ball, get to talking about ball. Um, yeah, man, it's just good being back. Good to be back, seeing Aaron Rodgers doing everything they enjoy doing. And then there is the helping the younger players aspect of all of this because he was asked, you know, having all this experience, what are you doing or how is it working with the young guys in camp and trying to kind of educate them and move them forward for the success of this team? 100%. I mean, it's um, you can provide them with just little nuggets. Um, just like, you know, certain guys took me under their wing when I was coming up. Um, and I kind of... I'm not in everybody's face, like I, but I, I'm there when they need me type deal. And um, normally the guys that, that stick are the guys that go seek out that, you know, that wisdom from the guys that have been there and done that. The next, uh, the next question is when it comes to all of this, when it comes to the OTAs, the mini camps, mandatory mini camps and such, he's been in the league 17 years. And as he stated, he's trying to help some of the younger guys along. So the question is, is this necessary? And because Aaron Rodgers didn't want mini camps and such in the offseason, specifically because he's a veteran. But for a guy like Mercedes Lewis, is this necessary? Is it? Should you be going through all of this? Should you have to go through all of this? Uh, and then, you know, what do you think that the offseason should look like? I mean, we, we could go back and forth about it all day if we wanted to. I just feel like... You know, for everybody's situation is different, right? Some people like to train in the offseason, have their own program, and come back, get a sprinkle of this, and go back to train, right? The season is a marathon. So while we're here, we're locked in. And we know when we're here, that that's that's it, right? So, you know, that a lot of this time is being able to train, travel, and train, be with family. Like, it's we see each other more than we see our own family. So you have to take that into account as well. It's not as... Um, yeah, you know, like it's not, and it's not like a um, like a bad situation as like the fans see it from their lens. Like it's not like we're like, hell no, we don't want to be here. Like no, 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 it's not like that. It's just we want to take our time, decompress, be with our family for a little while, train. Okay, when we come back from mini camp, get this in. But then, yeah, we want to continue to go train because once we get here in July, that's it, straight through. Like there's no there's no time to do all of that. So yeah, so it's. It's a marathon, and, and um, you know, once you've been in a league for a long time, that's why you see, like, older guys, too, wanting to do that just because, you know, you only get this opportunity one time, right? And you want to be able to take advantage of everything that it has to offer, right? And um, having balance, right, your family, being able to go home, work out, it matters. So you better come here with a clear mind and do what you got to do. There you go. Good spotlight on Mercedes Lewis, getting a lot of good insight out of him. And it sounds like he's kind of the uh, kind of the crossover between a coach on the field, a coach in the locker room, and an actual player that still can get it done after 17 seasons in the NFL. So good stuff uh, from our buddy Mike Clemens uh, up in Green Bay and the one-on-ones with, uh, with Mercedes Lewis. Um, this portion of the program, Brian, I told you, this time of year, it, things start to move. I've noticed it. Have you noticed it? Uh, whether it's ants which I got a ton of them around my property, but nothing in the house. I'll tell you that right now. Nothing in the house. Saw a lot of these little tiny red ones the other day. Tiny, tiny, tiny red ones. Didn't know what the hell those things were. Uh, they were on the ground outside. They don't come in the house. I had the whole house treated, and uh, especially when it came to the stink bugs, which when I first moved in to my home now going on four years, it would be four years in October, stink bugs were prevalent. You know, they'd come out when it, get warm, when it would get warm out. You'd start to see them, you know, 
maybe on the drapes or, you know, just somewhere within the home. No more because those things are nasty. Because I thought, ah, just suck it up in the vacuum. Thing puffs and blows up in your vacuum, and then you got got to throw the house away. They're terrible. They earn their name. But uh, if it's bed bugs, cockroaches, ants, stink bugs, whatever it happens to be, not uh, for like raccoons in your attic, but for everything else, uh, call my friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. They're going to safely eliminate your bed bug problems, your 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 ant, roach, whatever it happens to be, all the other home problems. 414-877-5811. They, they travel all over. 414-877-5811. You have pets? No problem. Kids? No problem. 414-877-5811. Get a hold of Michael over there. Good guy. 414-877-5811. Or just simply check them out at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Commercial residential, whatever it is, one room or a thousand rooms. They can do it all. No problem. Again, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. Get a hold of them. That's Michael and the gang over there at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. What a good day today. Brewers back at it again tonight. You've got uh, you've got still the NBA Finals coming up again this evening. Uh, that's going to happen. Uh, by the way, Brewers tonight, uh, you got Adrian Hauser going to the hill against Nola this evening. Hauser, 7-10, first pitch from down at the ball yard. In the meantime... Uh, you've got the, the NBA Finals uh, that get back underway this evening. Warriors on the road taking on the Celtics. Now, Ben, you and I talked about this the other day. For the Celtics, is this a must-win game? Is it? That's what I, I was going to I I've said this. I kind of look at all of them as that. I would call it more of a can't lose. I've been firmly on that take. Okay. Either way, I'm good with that. But this, to me, uh, for Boston, yeah, must-win game. Yeah, I, game. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And they are three and a half point favorites, which might be a little bit surprising returning home. But yeah, after the Warriors kind of, they didn't really collapse, but after they dropped game one and the Celtics had just an anomaly of a shooting percentage and then the Warriors come back and just destroy them in game two, I feel like this is mm-hmm. a confidence game for the Celtics. They can't just right. hang tough and lose. That they They have to take this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I think, uh, just myself, but I, I think this uh, Boston has got to get the win just be, just for the fact that the Warriors did it so convincingly last time. It was like they, you know, Boston went off in the third quarter of game one and they got the win. They've been outplayed in almost every quarter except for that third quarter. So they, to me... And, you know, obviously Draymond Green is in their head and vice versa. But to me, tonight is all about asserting your physicality in some way, shape, or form. Quit flopping and worrying about the referees and get back to shooting the basketball if you're Boston. Uh, Whereas Golden State's like, look, just let us get into our game. When you've got a guy like Jordan Poole, 
who's got a crossover step back from damn near half court. It's almost indefensible. They play better defense in the NBA now than they ever have before. These two teams are very good at it, but it's almost indefensible. Not even thinking this guy would be taking a shot from that far out. But to me, I, tonight is is a must win for Boston. You you lose this game, and I think uh, I, I think because all the predictions were look when they're healthy, and especially now that Jordan Poole has become that 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 extra weapon when they're healthy, you can't outshoot Golden State. So if you don't win tonight and and put them on somewhat of the defensive, uh, I think you're doomed. Yeah, it's one of those settings where, like, the Bucks have we've seen this with them. When you're a road team in a series and you take one of the first two, usually you go home and you think that's a positive. I feel like if it's possible, this is the one setting where winning that one game on the road really doesn't mean nearly as much because of the way the game was won than the way the next game was lost. So, yeah, confidence right. game, momentum game, all the above. Um, so tonight, give me your unsung hero in this one or give me, give me, give me your MVP of this game. Is it Steph Curry? Is it, is it Jalen Brown? Marcus Smart? Uh, who, who is it? I think it's Kavon Looney. He was crazy good down the stretch of the Warriors previous series to get them here. And mm-hmm. with, I, with Boston going back home, you mentioned the physicality. I think they're going to try to go crazy inside to Williams, Horford, whoever, and it's going to be about what Kevon Looney can do on the boards. And then if Boston has any success running guys off the line, it's what can he do inside. So maybe him is the MVP, and he is, I guess, kind of unsung in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, Andre Iguodala was on the court in the last game. I feel like he'll find a way to make a couple plays in a four-minute stretch that like really shouldn't exist, but he's on the court, so whatever. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Got an NBA chat? We can do that. Uh, I did get a couple of emails uh, going back to the question about Mercedes Lewis. Uh, this is from Jack, who says, "I think Mercedes Lewis would make a tremendous coach. He's got that enthusiasm and he's got the passion and he's got the drive to still remain playing. I'm sure when he does become a coach, he's going to want to be out on the field himself." trying to dictate what's going on, but then being one of the better tutors at getting guys to do it exactly the way he wants it done. That is from, it's from Jack. Jack, appreciate the email. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We've got a couple of segments left to go in the program before we get out of here. This portion of our program brought to you by our friends at the Wrestling Titans. If you're going over to uh, Wednesday Night Live tonight uh, on 84th Street, before you go into the main entrance of the, uh, of the State Fair Park to see the Bud Pavilion and Cherry Pie tonight, go south. Wrestling Taco, right there on 84th Street. Stop down. It's a couple of corners away. Get yourself something good to eat prior to maybe even a margarita. Then head into Wednesday Night Live. You're good to go. Go enjoy yourself. That's the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street. What a great place, Wrestling Taco. Come on, man. Great place, right there on 84th Street in West Dallas. Stop in. Tell Marcus and Nicole and everybody that we said hi, and i got to get in there real soon, too. I'm going to go get Italian tonight, but I'm going to get over there real soon. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome 
back to the program. We are back. A couple of segments to go before we get out of here today. Like I mentioned, Brewers coming up tonight, and uh, you've got uh, the uh, Game 3 of the NBA Finals coming up this evening, and uh, that one's going to be in Boston. So a little bit on the tube checkout this evening. Um, nothing, you know, today's one of those days we're not necessarily into the dog days of baseball because you do have a mini camp and such. Um, but it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, you've got a little bit of controversy in golf and, uh, by the way, Bryson DeChambeau will now be playing in the, uh, live the LIV golf series. Did you see that Ben? I saw that and I saw that coming. That was what they would call telegraphed. Tell me how. I mean, he is he fits the profile of a guy mm-hmm. that would go sell out and play over there. <laughs> it was just always expected. Like, does, they, does it anger you that some of these guys are going over there? It doesn't anger me because if they come out and say that they are going because of the massive payday, then okay, I get it. I can't be mad. But it angers me when they act right. like they're doing this great deed for the public. That's mm-hmm. that's what gets under my skin. And some of them have said that. But right. guys like DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, that that doesn't surprise me very much. Yeah. Yeah. Sergio. Uh, Sergio. Well, Sergio, just he, he's been looking for an out. Uh, he has not been able to, other than the Masters, he's not been able to c- consistently conquer majors. He's come close in, in numerous opportunities and, and has not been able to do so. And has figured out ways to falter and has been... Um, I'm not going to say ridiculed because of it, but it, when it comes to his likability on the tour, he's an ass. He, he's an ass. He's not a likable guy. I completely agree with that. Not a likable guy. So there's not a lot of people that want him around. And so you kind of I mean, he's perfect for that. You, you get it when you, you, you know, you find out he's not going to be a part of this anymore. You understand it. Um, Holter as well. Right. Right. Ian Poulter, another one, another one that nobody likes. You well, know? what's what's tough now, honestly, what I think we should do here, I think the PGA Tour and the Live, after a year, should have a Ryder Cup between each other, and the winner stays as the Premier Tour, and then the other one goes into obscurity. Who would you take right now? You would take oh, the, the PGA, PGA Tour, Tour would or taking them. With Dustin Johnson? Would you take Dustin Johnson and Phil and... Sergio and, and Bryson DeChambeau over uh, the rest of the field? I mean, Johnson is their best player. He's 15th ranked in the world right now. The PGA Tour is, you know, the other 14 plus mm-hmm. however many other guys. But uh, what's interesting is, I mean, all the guys that have gone over have been really important Ryder Cup participants in all of the recent right. ones, Euro and American. I uh, I love the controversy, and I love the fact that it is putting the spotlight on golf. I am not a fan of the sniping, I guess, that's going back and forth. But, uh, but it, I, if anything, it's most likely going to boost the PGA in numerous areas. It's going to boost the PGA in purses. It's going to boost the PGA in treatment of players. It's going to hopefully boost the PGA when it comes to fan um, you know, accessibility too, because the the live is so fan friendly. I would love to. It's kind of like when the XFL or the USFL, whatever FL, takes place. There's always something that works 
And the NFL will take something from that and say, hey, here you go. Maybe this is not a bad way to go. And we've seen numerous innovations come to the NFL because of other leagues and chances that they've taken and things that they've seen people, uh, you know, enjoy, like. So we'll see. We'll see if it actually has that kind of an effect on the PGA. Or does the PGA even get higher on its own pedestal and become that much more arrogant? Um, Kyle says uh, he owns three Jersey Mikes in Orlando, Florida, and, and rides his hog back and forth between them without a helmet on just in case some lucky lady catches his eye. That is uh, that is Phil Mickelson. He looks interesting, doesn't he? He looks like an alien in that <laughs> yeah. picture. He looks like uh, he backed into somebody's finger and it's in his butt right now like he's Deshaun Watson himself. Look at the eyes on that guy. Whew. That's a... I'm going to retweet that. That's <laughs> there, quite the picture. There were a lot of memes going around of, of right? that picture. Uh, yeah. W- when you mentioned the effect it'll have, I think my one fright in all of this is like the field that's playing starting tomorrow for the live is going to be its worst field. Like there will be more people. Bryson and them are playing the next event and there will be more undoubtedly as this season comes to an end and as more guys reevaluate their options. What frightens me is, unlike the NFL and the XFL, the NFL had a consistent product and TV deals and such, uh, from my understanding, that weren't affected from what the PGA Tour is affected by, which is a strength of field. Like, CBS has the ability to get out of paying for PGA Tour broadcasts if the field drops a certain level, meaning if Mm -hmm. a certain amount of good players go over. That's why when, like, they go play the Open and you have the alternate event in America with all of the lesser guys, that doesn't go to any of the national uh, networks because the field isn't good enough for the CBS to have to pick up the rights and broadcast it. Right. right. So I think the PGA Tour is more susceptible to those kind of things because it is not necessarily structurally sound. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. And uh, if you want to give us a shout regarding any of this, you you, you can. Uh, I got some more regarding the Green Bay Packers. This one's from uh, from John. John says, hey, unit with Aaron Rodgers being there in camp, how much do the young guys really get from him? Um, he goes on to say, with Aaron Rodgers not being there early on, does he walk in and have players know the plays already and just kind of run through them and then point out some of their faults and some of their weaknesses, try to get better come training camp, and then really things get real? Or do you think Rodgers comes in and just bare- merely shows up for the money? He's not showing up for the money. I mean, granted, he doesn't want to be fined. He doesn't want to be a distraction, but he's not showing up for the money. Uh, that's a tough question. And here's the reason why is because we don't know what Rodgers has in mind. You know, we don't know what Rodgers is looking for behind closed doors. Is he there to teach? Is he there to get to know these guys? Is he is he there to just satisfy the mandatory aspect of the need? Is he there just so he's not a controversy? Is he there to show support? I mean, maybe all of the above. I, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is, his his goal is. I got to think without getting too deep and trying to th- overthink this, maybe. I think he's just going to training camp because, as he said, he wants to get back behind the doors with the guys. He wants to help some of the young guys work on certain things with them. Um, he feels like, Randall Cobb is his extension, so he doesn't have to be there for the voluntary camps. Um, But I I think when it comes to the camp, I I think guys, they show up, they do their thing, they get a little bit reacquainted, 
They enjoy their time with their other teammates, and then they move on. I, I don't think there's a lot to this. We, we want to look for some deep-rooted answer. Like, we've got this philosophical thing figured out, and that's what we do. But I think in the grand scheme of things, no, nah, I just, hey, it's mandatory minicamp. Show up, man. Everybody puts their arm around one another. You get to say hi to the guys all over again. Say hi to the coaches all over again. It's like a, you've been on like a mini retreat for a while, you know, and now you start to kind of refocus. Now's the time when if you, if say you come into camp and you work out a couple of days, you're like, man, I'm really sore. I feel weak here a few weeks. Then you've got some time to strengthen different things, you know, strengthen your legs, strengthen your arms, strengthen your shoulders, strengthen your neck, whatever, whatever th- you may need to do. You know, hey, if you think Christian Watson has all this ability, you, you go back and you even study more film on this guy. What is what is he strong with and what is he weak at? What can we make him better at? What does he do really, really well, you know? So get to know Sammy Watkins a little bit better. Sammy Watkins, I think, surprised some people when he walked through the door because dude's a bigger cat than maybe you thought he was, you know? A little bit more bulk to him, too, a little bit stronger receiver. So I think you find all these different things out about guys when you walk through the door, if you're Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think there's anything deeper than that. I think you can glean a lot of stuff from it. But I think this is just getting guys, again, back together. The coaching staff's looking at guys saying, okay, who's who's really been kind of sticking with it this offseason? Who's, uh, who's been sitting at home playing video games and eating Cheetos? That's kind of it. Really? 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, feel free. Give us a call, 877-867-1670. Hey, a reminder, coming up on Sunday, September 4th, we have a tremendous motorcycle ride, and it's coming up and benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Can't say thanks enough to our friends from Growth Law Firm. Uh, It is a biker law firm. They're bikers themselves, and they do take care of us. And they, if you are looking for a law, G-R-O-T-H, G-R-O-T-H, Growth Law, lawfirm.com. Uh, and also our friends at Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson, who, who are going to be hosting the ride again this year. We leave from MKE Brewing, who I talk about all the time, brought to you by Bud Light. And this year, we can't say thanks enough again to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino for stepping up and calling us and saying, hey, we want to be a part of this. We want to help veterans. We want to help this charity. Uh, we want to help things right here in our own area. So uh, they called us, and they said we want to be a part of this. So thanks to them as well. And also our friends Roy and the gang at Great Lakes Dragaway. Great Lakes Dragaway down in uh, Union Grove, Wisconsin, down in Racine. Uh, Racine, Kenosha, down in that area. Stop by because they have got some really cool stuff going on. It's a great thing for the family. Take the kids, put some earmuffs on the kids, boom, down the track they go. Have a lot of fun down there as well. GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Final segment coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show before we get out of here today. Been a good one today. Tonight, like I said, uh, a little bit of Italian in my uh, in my future. Tomorrow, though, uh, tomorrow night, uh, I got to be honest, doing the uh, B&B, the beef and bacon from my friend uh, Paul Roberts down at Roberts Specialty Meats. Beef and bacon tomorrow night on the grill. Kristen, uh, I gave her her first taste of that, and she was like, oh, my God, this is our new favorite. So uh, 
heading down there right after the show. Got a little bit of running around to do, but heading down there, picking a little bit of that up before I head downtown this evening uh, to see a few people, a couple meetings, to see my buddy Gino. But, uh, yeah, doing the B&B. So if you're looking for that, great. They have it on skewers. It's fantastic. Um, pieces of beef and bacon all wrapped up together. You throw it on the grill, get it crispy, and, oh, it's so good. Or the Al Capone sausage, which if you're going to do any tailgating down at the ballpark, now that the uh, rain is kind of pushed away from the area a little bit, uh, that's the way to go. Brats, hot dogs, whatever it happens to be, or the steaks. They are fantastic. And it's all at Robert Specialty Meats, uh, the best in grilling down there, the best in grilling stuff down there. Stop in and tell Paul Roberts. Uh, just just go see it for yourself and then find Paul and go, Paul, I heard it about uh, heard about this on Bill Michael's show. And damn, he's right. He's right. They got crab legs and stuff down there, too, in bulk. Uh, really good, too. It's not, you know, your, your typical frozen crap. But uh, he's got everything, a little bit of everything down there. Paul Roberts, Robert Specialty, Meat, Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Good, 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 good stuff. Check it out. Um, tomorrow, Takuma Sato, IndyCar driver, going to be joining us. How about that? Going to have some IndyCar talk tomorrow. Alec Ingold tomorrow. How about that? Alec Ingold is going to join us tomorrow as well. We've already got some guests lined up. You know, obviously, former Raider Alec is. I want to get yes. the lowdown on, you know, what was so wooing about Derek Carr, you know, why, right. What, right. what features, is it the eyes, you know, soft hands or like sure. why, why Devante wanted to go. Right. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, hopefully we find out anyway. Looking for that. looking forward to that, that conversation. We'll find out why he wanted to head out in that direction what and if- uh, give us a little insight. Cause I have not, you have not been to the new stadium out there. Have you? No, I've never been to Vegas. Oh, you've never been to Vegas? Okay. I've been to, I, I'm not a Vegas or, so to speak. I haven't been to Vegas numerous times. I've been there, uh, I don't know, three or four. Uh, I was there once. Um, um, my ex-wife's son got married uh, there, so we went out strictly for the wedding. Uh, just kind of a family thing. The, girl, uh, the girlfriend, his fiance, was actually from there, grew up there, and uh, worked there, so... We went to Las Vegas for the, it wasn't your typical, you know, Las Vegas by Elvis wedding, but we actually went there for a real wedding. And uh, then I went out there, I did a show out at Bally's once, years and years and years ago. And then I was out there one other time, uh, just, you know, out there running around. And that's as they were just starting to build some of the bigger theme hotels. That's when the MGM was first built. And uh, so I went there then, but I've not, not been a frequenter of Vegas. It's too dangerous to me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I, a lot I, of vices. I want to go, obviously, once or twice to go, but that's mm-hmm. not my that's not my go to vacation. That's not my on brand right. vacation. Um, what would you? What, what's what is your good vacation? I'm a big skier. I like outdoor things, and I am scared of the ocean. So I love Vermont lakes here in Wisconsin. Even that kind of vibe. I love skiing. I like hiking, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the skiing thing, I'm not, I can't do anymore because my ankles are too bad. I am a beachgoer. I am a sitting down and enjoying. Now, the one trip I think we do want to take, uh, Kristen and I have both talked about it, is um, we are both lovers of Italy, and I have never been. She's been one time. 
Uh, but I, I've been wanting to go for a long, long time. And every time oh, the opportunity the has come up. Yeah, every time. the You've been there? I lived in Rome for months before COVID started. Oh, wow. I was there for three months. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I would love to go. And I've never been. Uh, my family is from Napoli, Italy. Uh, they were fishermen. And there's fishermen or farming, farmers out there. That's the way you kind of ask what side of the uh, what side of the Italian side are you on or are you Sicilian? But uh, I want to go. And I've had some friends that have gone. I've got a very good friend of mine that that also goes every year. He's been willing to say, hey, we'll take you over. Uh, but, yeah, we, uh, that's one thing I've always wanted to do is head to Italy. So if I'm going to do a great big a trip, uh, that would be it. There's another. I mean, I love cruising. I love taking cruises, Caribbean cruises. Um, and such, which is just awesome. Uh, I love doing that, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking, thinking about doing. It's one of those things. There you have it. And I will note, I am a big fan of golf vacations, depending on the location. Well, I got a buddy of mine who works for rec tech down in the Carolinas and he's invited me down. He's got some good golfing down there. So I don't mind going and playing some good golf. Oh yeah. I'll agree with you there. Like when we like, you know, I take my vacation uh, mid July and which is kind of a combination of numerous things. Uh, it's a house on a lake. So it's boating, it's tubing. It's, we got a floating tiki bar. You just throw your beers (laughs) and stuff in and you just, well, the lake is so deep you can't anchor. So what we do is you wear, it's kind of like what we call the water diaper. You take your life vest, you turn it upside down, you put your legs in it, you jump in. And then you sit there like in a, in a floating chair, you just bob. Oh yeah. I think kids have drowned doing that actually. And, uh, well, only if the, uh, you get flipped upside down, then you got to kick like crazy to get right side back up. Uh, but you, you do that and then you tie a rope to yourself so you don't float away. Cause there are currents in a lake. It's a rather long lake. It's like 20 miles long and almost two miles wide and a hundred feet deep. And you just go and take your floating tiki bar. You just cruise slow. And until you find a spot, you jump in, you, you tan the whole thing, you know, whatever. But the tiki bar floats, and you just keep reaching in, grabbing. On one side, it's the empties. On the other side, it's the full ones. You sit out, and you have a few beverages and watch boats go by and catch some sun, swim around, that type of thing. And then you go up to the pool later that day. You go into town. There's there's a Skyline Chili. There's a couple of different places to eat that are unique to Cincinnati since it's so close. Uh, you do a little shopping. And because you're right there, you, I mean, you're in the country. You, you have 20 miles either way before you get to a grocery store. So you get in the car and you go to the grocery store, but then it's all the farm fields. So you can pick the corn and everything and then take it down and do the corn roasts. And it's fantastic. But right across the bay from where the house is, they put about, God, I don't know how many millions of dollars they put back into this golf course, but it's a championship 72 par 72 uh, golf course. And it's beautiful. And it goes along the peninsula that is the lake. It's, it's, a, it's like a hidden gem that nobody knows about. And so go there every year, and I, so I get to play golf. Uh, I get to swim, get to boat. Um, I get to, you know, hang by the pool, smoke cigars, sit out on the deck, watch the storms at night, which is which are great because usually you get one a day. So there's a lot of good stuff to it. I love doing that kind of stuff. Floating tiki bar. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a floating. I'll no, take a picture of it. I believe you. I'm just not surprised. Yeah. You know, it is. It's a. It's it's a. It's two posts. That are around like a rubber inner tube, and they've got a little thatched hut on the top, and then in it is this floating like um, like a cooler. It's it's a it's a styrofoam cooler, but it's placed in a compartment, 
So you just lift the, and the lids are attached. So you just lift the lid on top of the styrofoam and you reach in and, you know, you grab your stuff, but you just drag it along behind you. You can't, you can't do like 30 miles an hour or otherwise your, your beers are everywhere. So you just got to, you know, like idle. You just idle on out to where you want to go. And it's a nice little cruise out, nice little cruise back. But the one year, I will say this, one year we had the Tiki Bar. We had a different one, not the one we currently have. We had the tiki bar, and it was it, it was a hundred and I think it was a hundred and four degrees that day, Ooh. because it gets hot. And we put the beers in the styrofoam cooler, and the ice would melt like right away. Bam, it was done, because the the the, the inner tube is black, and the beers blew up because they got so hot so fast. The beer blew up, and it punctured the inner tube, and all of a sudden you can hear my buddy going, "The beer!" and the thing was sinking. The styrofoam stayed, but it cracked apart, and it, the whole thing sunk to the bottom of the damn lake. So, there you go. That's it. Another day in the books. Back at it again tomorrow until we chat again. Have a good one. Boop. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.